the My Steel Weekly Podcast, presented by My Steel Iron Ore Analytics. My name is Adam Roussel, and I am the Senior Editor of Iron Ore Analytics and your host. Each week, I will sit down with one of our industry-leading experts to discuss a broad array of topics affecting the China steel market today. Recorded from the MySteel campus in Shanghai, China, the MySteel Commodity Podcast is your go-to for all things related to China's iron ore and steel market. I'm joined here with uh, Jing Zheng. Uh, Jing is uh, an assistant analyst in the iron ore division who has been tracking China's property market for some time. Uh, Jing recently wrote a piece about this, which she's here to discuss today. Jing, thank you for joining us. Hello, Adam. Let's get right into it. Business debt in China's property market has become a growing concern. How have Chinese property developers accumulated so much debt? Well, they accumulated so much debt because they want to buy more lands for their new project development. Okay. And how do they acquire these lands? Well, they went to the government land auctions to bid for the lands they want. Okay. And why do they want to increase their assets so significantly? Um, if they gain uh, more assets, it means they can enlarge their skills. And uh, by larger skills, they can have access to greater um, credits. Okay, so basically the size of a company determines how much loans it can get. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about a change now to this traditional paradigm. Uh, with the new three red line policy out of Beijing. What is this? Well, the three red line policy is uh, the central government trying to restrict the debt ratio of uh, property markets by putting them into four categories uh, based on their current debt uh, burden. And for example, if um, you are getting into, you are being put into the green category, it means like your financial uh, situation is fine now. Currently, you have, there's no restrictions on the new loans, um, like how much you, you can just take, like how much loans you want. But if you're, you've been put into the, for example, the most uh, severe category, the red category, yeah. then like currently you can't take loans until you get your debt ratio down to another Okay. Category. Okay, so it's more of a merit-based approach, a, a market-oriented uh, decision uh, that uh, determines uh, access to credit based on performance and debt ratio as opposed to scale, yeah. which has been the traditional determinant. Um, let's talk a little more uh, about this year's property market with regard to COVID-19, uh, the pandemic. What happened at the first of this year? What did, what did we see in the first quarter? Well, in the first quarter, there, uh, it's the pandemic. And during the pandemic, everything was shut down. So the property market, the property sales went low. And also the land auction from the government has been put off. Yeah, it's hard to have an auction when there's social distancing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, what's happened now in the second uh, and third quarters? What have we seen uh, in the market? Well, in the second and the third quarter, especially um, just right after the pandemic in the second quarter, uh, since May, the uh, property markets already showing signs of, you know, 
in in the first second tier cities been put uh, taking off the property market and um in the third and fourth tier cities uh the recovery has been slow but like it's like uh, the property market has been recovering things so we're seeing a, a bit of uneven development but um is it safe to say that you know given kind of the, the booming uh growth we're seeing in the first and second tier cities mm -hmm. particularly you mentioned the report along the yangtze river region uh chongqing specifically yeah. um can we say definitively that these are in a post-recovery state um yeah it's uh it's it's the recovery has been like greater and faster than we think and the number in june already the property sales and the property development investments already um getting get, uh, got higher than the same period last year so it's like uh, we we didn't see this like uh, in the just after uh, right after the pandemic is post so the, the property market is now outperforming that of 2019 yeah, yeah. that that leads us into you know an, an old problem from 2019 and one that's been long standing in the chinese market and that's overheating mm. uh it's something that foreign observers talk about a lot and it's, and it's first and foremost uh on the minds of uh the chinese government at least uh publicly uh what's the central government doing about this now now that this is again once again an issue in the chinese market well um firstly in july the before the central government uh, doing anything, mm -hmm. the local governments already some of the local governments already noticed the overheat signs. So yeah. there has been more than three hundred restriction policies uh, being carried out by like uh, different local governments trying to control the overheat situation. And um, but the effect might now be quite obvious. And in August. Uh, actually let's, let's just focus yeah. a little bit so when you say the local government mm -hmm. implemented restrictions what are a couple examples of these well for example uh in shenzhen they have actually in shenzhen in uh and jiangsu alongside the yangtze river part they they put out like the restrictions on okay for example individual families they can only purchase like uh a new house uh, if they don't have a, they don't own any house uh, okay. right now this is like on a purchase that also they put some restrictions on the sales side um, also like which um, project you can be sold the issuing of uh, sales permit has been you know a little bit slower than just right after the pandemic right yeah and in Shenzhen we talk about this topic also yeah. some couples they try do, did a, trying to do a divorce just to buy new properties this, uh, been, this is an ongoing yeah. issue in Shenzhen <laughs> yeah uh, for those of you who don't know many couples in Shenzhen will uh, effectively stay together uh, but divorce legally so that the one of the partners can then purchase a second house due to restrictions in the market. Yeah. This you're saying now has been finally yeah in this stopped. July the government they issue like only couples divorced after three years can be concerned as singles when you are buying new houses. Uh, otherwise you are still you know even you if you are divorced you are still like be uh, seen as couples if you are trying to buy new houses. So even if you are genuinely getting divorced, you may have to spend three years on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, 
What can we expect moving uh, into the fourth quarter of this year, both in terms of the property market and uh, how that relates to uh, steel? Well, um, because of the three red line policy uh, released by the central government in August, actually on August 20th, a restrict on the debt ratio and uh, the liquid liquidity of uh, this um, the real estate companies they can get. So they are trying to accelerate the property sales. Also, you know, push up the speed of the to finish the exist their existing uh, projects. Mm -hmm. um, just to try and uh, just to get the cash back faster yeah. and to support their cash flow. So this, we believe, can be the support of the steel demand in the fourth quarter of this year because uh, finishing up the construction on the construction side you need you need and to buy it still given the scales of these companies there's a lot of projects underway right yeah. now i mean i don't if any of our listeners have been to china you'll know just the sheer number of construction projects throughout any given city in the country uh is quite staggering um what uh what are we seeing in terms of uh the drive to push for sales from some of these companies um, okay, so the actually, for example, the largest uh, property company, the top um, real estate company in China right now, they carried out a new policy to, you know, if you are buying houses from them, you can get 30% uh, discount. Wow. So it's quite attractive and uh, just to boost their uh, property sales. So these companies are really uh, making a push to improve their cash assets and and improve their category placement on the three red line. Yeah, because this uh, a lot of uh, these large companies has been put into the you know red or orange category of uh, the based on the three red line policy and the these two category have a lot of restrictions on their cash flow, that ratio. So, so as a result of this, we can say definitively that we can expect fairly robust steel demand uh, in, in the, the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter from the property sector. Sure. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jing. Uh, and thank you all for listening in. Uh, this has been our first episode of the My Steel Weekly podcast. My name is Adam Roussel. I'm the senior editor of Iron Ore Analytics. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Take care. Thank you.